0: What's up, everyone, and welcome to Staying in Power Podcast, episode five. Hope everyone is having a great day. Hope everyone is enjoying the new year. Um, with this episode, we're going to focus on just the importance of home ownership, how to become own- homeowners. You know, here at Staying in Power Podcast, we're here to elevate and inspire, just to share nuggets, just to share gems on how to just continue to build generational wealth. Uh, we know home ownership is a pillar for wealth building, so let's jump right on in. I'm excited for our um, episode today and to introduce um, our guest um, by the name of Jimmy Canton. The loan, uh, he's a loan officer. He is definitely somebody that I've looked up to for a while. He he doesn't know this, but I've looked up to him for a while since man, since I was like in middle school. And I'm just, i um, just pleased to have him on this episode um, and just honored to have him um, um, to just share his knowledge. Um, again, he's a, he's a loan officer and something to add that a lot of times when people are going through the home buying process, um, the first thing um, they think about is a realtor um, and they tend to forget that, you know, the first step is, you know, to secure the finances and it starts with a loan officer. So, I'm just pleased to have um Jimmy here to share a couple nuggets um and just to introduce Jimmy. He's a uh, extensively trained as a mortgage industry professional. Jimmy has more than five years of experience helping home buyers, homeowners, and investors purchase or refinance homes. He's experienced in FHA, VA, and helping first-time home buyers understand the process. So without further ado, Jimmy you have the mic introduce yourself i know i gave it a little intro you know let the lesson know who you are
1: uh thank you thank you very much junior um that's very much appreciated
0: uh introduction
1: i'm very you know i'm I'm happy to be here and thank you for the opportunity to come just you know share my knowledge um so just to tell you a little bit about myself yeah i've been in the industry uh, for over five years i actually started off uh doing modifications Uh, so the first time as a lot of people would know just not to get too far into it, but everyone's waiting for the crash. Like when is the more the market's going to crash? Because everyone's been, you know, remember the time where the market crashed and home was, you know, a very, very uh, a decent price, I would want to say. Yeah. So from that, that created an opportunity for myself because when the market did crash, there was a lot of individuals who had loans that were upside down, who had a loan that, that was, let's say for 300000 but the property was only worth for one fifty. So doing that, I had to go in and basically modify the loan based on the actual income that the person was getting, the actual money the person was making. And then from there, I transitioned. I started taking a look at, you know, what the realtors do and understanding that if the loan officers up front were just understand the process a little better, and I just wouldn't say the loan officers, because a lot of people could say, you know, it's the banks, was the products. But if, the, if you're more educated up front, before you get it, a product even though you can get it it makes you make a more sound decision and that's what ultimately uh, got me transitioned from doing the modifications into the home sale gotcha. uh, you know as many people know junior I know you're Haitian and I'm Haitian I was just dealing with just a lot of uh, people you know a lot of good people who in turn just you know got a bad uh, end of the stick and not that because the loan officer did anything wrong is it just because the person was just not educated in the process and they wanted a house yeah. and at that, at that time if you wanted a house and you could breathe you got a house So That's six ways into You know Nowadays uh, Things are much more strict And things like that And that's why I hope to Be able to educate You know Your listeners On the actual process So when they are ready To buy a house They're informed To know You know What certain things They can and cannot do
0: Exactly man Exactly um, Yeah Just just being of Haitian descent Haitian Americans Um, Is It's just So inspiring Just to hear Hear your story like i said um earlier um you definitely somebody that i've looked up looked up to and um you said something that stood out to me um that you know being in the trenches like you know as a loan officer you know how you started off you know just to get that education um you had you had to be in the trenches to understand the process and which led you to where you are now and to be able to just share that knowledge to our people you know Cause um, I always say a lot of times it's it's you don't know what you don't know, mm-hmm. and um, so a lot of times people enter with um, with that mindset. I'll say like kind of like fear, and they kind of well, I'm not too sure. But having somebody who who's in the field, who's experienced, um, kind of alleviates that fear and that that pressure to be able to like okay, I I I'm able to make a sound decision um, based off of um, the loan officer that I have. Exactly. yeah yeah so de- yeah de- just we definitely appreciate the work that that you're doing and to all the listeners i really want you all just to tune in um some of you may say oh i already i'm already a homeowner um but i still want you to tune in because um you could be selling your house or you could uh, know somebody else that's going to purchase a house uh, we want you to share this information um and information is good because um you we continue to grow and we know how this industry is how the market house and market is looking like so we want to make sure that you you all are informed and um and just ready um just equipped um for when that opportunity arises to be able to to purchase a uh, um, purchase a house um, so so what we'll do we we're gonna jump right on in. um just have a couple questions that I want to ask you and for us to just have a conversation about. And, um, the first one, um, is just, uh, just to get it out the way. Um, I say, you know, renting versus owning mindset and just that, you know, there's people that say I've come across people that have said, or I've even seen it online that, you know, don't purchase a house. There's no benefit in owning a home, um, continue to rent. And I've, I've always been um, baffled by it because, you know, yeah, short term, you know, you could rent. But the long term goal, like I would say you we have to own we, we like by any means, like we have to be homeowners. We have to own something um, to be able to to build and continue our legacy here. And that's why I, I say it's a it's a mindset thing and and fear plays into it and, and not knowing, thinking you know, how difficult it is um to purchase uh, a house when it's actually not um so yeah just just share share your share your thoughts on that like i would like uh, to know what what's your thoughts on just the whole renting versus um owning mindset okay
1: perfect perfect so for me i break it up into two categories um renting versus owning what what makes you decide should you rent or should you home two things is lodging for your family and wealth building Mm. let's face it if you have a family a wife and kids a significant other a a partner you're gonna need to pay for lodging right facts um so that's that's the first and foremost so if you are you guys have identified that you need to pay for lodging now it just becomes a wealth uh, building and a business decision um if you guys are 35, you know, if, if God bless us all, we're going to we all want to live to about 70. So if if you just do a simple math and you're just paying somebody a thousand dollars for the next 30 years, you can invest that to yourself. OK, mm-hmm. that's just uh, to me, just on the most basic form of breaking down when it comes to lodging. Now, I am going to play devil's advocate. Um, I don't suggest, you know, single people. Who don't really have a family go buy their dream house even if they can't afford it mm. uh, because then you, you're you going to be working backwards you, you know what i mean um oh th- that's not wealth building you can probably go rent a or buy a duplex or a triplex and then therefore you're getting uh income from the other renters so it may not be your dream home but you are now getting rental income and as your property uh cre- creates equity You know, you can now sell that and go get something bigger. So you don't want to just rush in and just go buy a property if the time is not right and if it doesn't make sense, because then you're not you're not building wealth, you're just spending money.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. That's um, that's that's a that's a great point you made. Um, just especially if you're single, you know, um, you want to make sure that you're you're taking those proper steps. And like I said, a lot of it is you don't know what you don't know, right? Correct. Um. These are, these are, these are things that, that has been in place throughout history, man. Like, um, you know, just, just speaking as, um, a black man, um, in, in America, you know, we all know how, how housing, just the housing market, um, just being able to purchase a home, how difficult, um, throughout time that has been. And till this day, I could honestly say it still is, um, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of barriers, Um, and challenges that has been in place to kind of keep us apart or keep us behind to be able to to be lodging for our family and to build wealth right but um we we just have to be mindful and just take in and know that these steps are here for us to to grow that generational wealth um for our family and just how important it is to to just own just to be able to be homeowners um being able to pull that equity, being able to have something to give back to your family, um, All right. is is so vital, so crucial. We 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 see it now. I would say this past year, we see how how it, it definitely was a difficult, trying time. Um, but just um just to share some stats that um, last year um I was reading that um the the house market went up ten percent um, in certain areas. Um, okay. so if if i purchased a home in january of 2020 by december 2020 it increased by 10 percent. correct like just just listening to them like wow like like you can't tell me like um it's it's not meant for us to own to um purchase and 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 own um on land and be homeowners, you know. So,
1: to put that in perspective, so if you have a two hundred thousand dollars property, and when and it went up twenty percent, that means it made forty thousand dollars in equity. Yeah. Okay. So now, this is how you build wealth, and this is how you you can help your family take it to the next level by owning a home. Now, granted, let's say you you have kids, and you're in that property for five to seven years. It's not pro- It's not going to make a ten percent return every year. Um, but in this time, the the let's just say right now you're trying to sell and you bought your house five years ago. Um, this is a, this is a perfect time for people who want to sell because they can now pull some of the equity out and A go buy a bigger house or now if they're downsizing if their kids are going to college, they now have a way to pay for their kids' college. Yeah, you know. So that's more of the wealth building side of it. I mean, there's definitely a lot of opportunity if you buy at the right time. But it all it all goes around. Um, that making a sound decision based on your family situation at that point in time, um, and you know you, you can really make it happen as far as and
0: building wealth within the family. Got you. Okay. Yeah. Now uh, this other question I have is just um, I I mentioned it a little earlier about just the challenges that um, that we face, um, just as um, you know I would say specifically in the in the black community, right? Um, mm-hmm. To be able to um, Purchase homes um, But I just wanted to ask you Like how How, how can we overcome Some of those challenges that um, we might face Like let's say if I'm going out I'm, I'm ready to go Purchase a home um, how, how can I overcome Some of the challenges to make sure that I'm in A good position um, to be able To purchase a home Alright perfect
1: So you know what i'm just going to give a disclaimer we're not we're not going to really touch too much on credit because that's a whole nother segment in
0: itself we're
1: we're just going to pick up as let's say your credit is at a 640. let's just say that okay Okay, so we're going to be very general Uh, But the biggest pitfalls that we have to look at in our community is income. Because the first thing somebody does is, like we say, they hit a lick, go get get the bag and say, you know what, Jim, I have $50,000. I'm ready to buy a house. (laughs) But the first thing the bank is going to ask is we're going to look for is longevity of you receiving that income. Because the traditional mortgage is going to be at the best 15 years or 30 years. So -hmm. they're going to look at the last two years to see how stable your income was. So yes, you may have this large sum of money right now and could probably pay for the mortgage, you know, two to three years, but unless you can show stable income, that is right there what we're gonna focus on in this segment. All right. Mm-hmm. So the biggest thing is don't change your employment or your income. You gotta be consistent for two years. If you're a 1099, uh two years, if you're a W-2 where you just go to work and they pay you, they take taxes off, two years, or if you're a business owner. Now, granted, you you can be less if you're a business owner, but that's high for credit. So I'm trying to keep it very general and basic just for uh, the terms of this episode. And maybe at the end, Junior, you could give my contact information. If anybody have any specific questions, they can contact me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, we don't get too far. Definitely. definitely. So, all right. But what I want to focus on is income, 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 income. OK, and it's just not about how much money you have in a bank is how you make the money. So Junior, let me ask you a question. Right. I know your family pretty well. Let's say, you know, for a fact, I owe you one of your family members $100. But I, then I, in turn, come to you and ask you to borrow $500. But you know that I paid your family member without a problem. But it's kind of questioned on how can I pay you back. Mm-hmm. Would you want to let me comfortably borrow money?
0: Would I? Yeah. On a personal level. Well, I mean, I, 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 not I would, personal. I would, life. I would I would hesitate. Correct. Yeah, I would hesitate. Cause I cause I'm not sure, like, cause it's all about stability, right? Correct. And
1: uh, in layman terms, that was a very basic example. But in all honesty, that's really what the bank is basically saying. If you want me to let you borrow a hundred and fifty thousand and that payment on that hundred and fifty thousand is a thousand bucks a month. Now, I know we know we can pay, especially where we come from, because, you know, we go to work and things like that. But without the proper income and the proper documentation, you're not going to be able to convince that bank to put up most of the money. So that's why income is very important. Um, And when you're applying for the another pitfall, when you're applying for a mortgage, you don't want to be applying for a whole bunch of different credits. You don't want to buy a motorcycle at the same time. You don't want to um, be buying a car at the same time, because what that looks like is you're trying to get a lot of credit very quickly by things on credit and that's definitely not a good look you don't want some it doesn't look good when you're trying to borrow from so many different sources now what's not a problem is if you come check with your credit union and then you check with a mortgage loan officer like myself because you are able to shop around within the same within like a month as different people could put your credit and it's not going to dramatically drop your score unlike shopping for different forms of credit
0: gotcha yeah, yeah, that is, that is that is definitely uh, um that is definitely something that I've learned um going through the home buying um process of just getting approved. Uh, when mm-hmm. you do get your approval, um, there's a time frame that you have that you're able to um to you know to test out different um, different banks to see you know what what interest rate you could get, and you got to make sure that you're within that time frame so it won't hurt. It won't damage True. your um your credit score
1: correct correct and mm-hmm. just so i can be compliant if you say anything about interest rate i do have to give my uh, my license number uh mls 951349 and i will just touch slightly on interest rates right now uh money is so cheap to borrow at this point in time um interest rates are going to be within very small points of each other which is which in the day um most deals are not going to it's not gonna make or break uh, the interest rate just because just overall, when you're a direct lender, you get the the money comes from the same source, which is the government, and the interest rates are gonna be pretty much the same. Mm. Okay, now another major pitfall um, is if you are working for somebody, don't quit your job.
0: Mm. i th- you not. Cannot... I, th- I think I think you should repeat that, brother. I think you should repeat that.
1: Um, as crazy as it sounds, do not quit your job if you're in the process of purchasing, sending a home. Especially with COVID right now, a lot of job markets are up and down and fluctuating. Mm. So they're actually doing the job verification, and verification of employment more than once throughout the loan process to make sure your hours haven't hasn't changed.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. How? Um, I'm curious. Like, you know, you being in the field, how like it. Are the numbers high? Like you see somebody who comes in, and you know they want to, you know, want to get approved, and where you're pulling their information, and it comes up as a flag that they're um, they're unstable, or they left their job, or they just job hopping. How how often does that happen?
1: Um, it happens pretty often. Um, a pretty prime example is someone go from. Just, just with COVID right now, uh, you could be working forty hours a week, and then the next week it cuts you down to thirty, uh, and that's a drastic increase just because of your place of employment may not be doing as much business as before, especially if it relies on walk traffic. So it, it all depends on the person's job and employment, but it does happen more frequent than. And you'll think just because of just the, how volatile and unstable the job market is right now. Yeah. Uh, but I've, I've had times that people just said, hey, I can't do this no more and just quit not thinking that this job, this loan is depending on them having that job. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, n- another thing is don't overcharge and max out your credit cards, because if yeah. you max out, if you have five credit cards, you max them out. When we pull your credit as a loan officer, we will see that you, even though we're going to count your minimum monthly payments, but you're going to be squeezing yourself because all your bills um, has to match underneath a certain ratio in order for you to uh, buy a house or get a mortgage. So you don't want to overextend yourself by maxing out all your credit cards.
0: Yeah. And like I would even say, like, just, you know, after you saying that is, you know, they want to see, you know, how are you spending? Like, how are you spending your money um how are you paying so if if i'm out here maxing out all my cards um that that shows up as a flag would you say right like it's like oh Abs- what's going absolutely. on this, like he has no control no stability right Did this that, that might be the word for this episode too like, like <laughs> making sure that you know we're we're being stable and not all over the place because um, it you know overcharging or maxing out your your cards it shows that, you know, something's going on. Why are you like and honestly, you know, for our listeners, you should not be maxing out. You know, I don't think you should be maxing out your cards. You know,
1: Well, for two reasons, just elaborate on that. A, your credit rating is going to be reflected on that. So if you have a thousand dollar card and every month you have a balance of nine hundred, that means you're, you're a spender compared to someone who has a balance of uh, three hundred. You know, so the rule of thumb is to keep your credit under 30% usage so mm-hmm. therefore you can maximize your points and also it's going to cost you more because when you're paying that $900 on interest on that, that's just free money you're giving to that financial institution so you know, it, A, it affects your credit score and B, you just, the higher your credit card balances are, the more interest you're paying and that's the more money you're giving away yeah, well
0: mm-hmm.
1: Um, next one is don't close your credit cards. We just talked about overcharging. Some people will have you know four credit cards and they just don't use them. Uh, that's actually good, but when you close them, you've now taken away some available credit and that might actually hurt your credit usage. So, if you have credit cards for over two or three years and they're like two thousand, thousand, five thousand, you just don't use them. If you're buying a house, you actually don't want to close them out. Some people feel like, oh, well, being that I have that credit available, it hurts me. No, it actually. Shows you that you're financially responsible because you have five grand just sitting there, two grand that you don't really touch.
0: That's a great point. So you
1: don't want to. Yeah.
0: You want to elaborate on that? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Sorry, I know I cut you off. Sorry about that. But yeah, that's 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 a great point. It is a great point. Okay.
1: Um, Don't make any large deposits. um, Because if you just drop twenty thousand dollars into your bank account that May re- raise a red flag that did you borrow that money? It's gonna add, it's just gonna require the bank to ask you more questions. So, the rule of thumb is I always tell people if you know some cultures they could call them partnerships, if you're in anything like that, uh, you would have to deposit in your bank, let it sit there for at least 30 days, uh, so the bank don't say, don't ask you where it come from. Uh, to be on the safe side, 60 days, mm. um, but depending on. know the type of activity because it's just it got to make sense i mean uh we've seen some instances um you know our people where they only make two thousand dollars a month but then they get twenty five thousand dollars deposited out of nowhere Uh, to someone who doesn't understand the culture who doesn't understand the community that's going to be a hard sell
0: gotcha yeah
1: okay So, and they, but it's primarily just to make sure you're not borrowing from someone else and then have to pay them back because primarily the bank wants to get paid and wants to ensure any money that they put out there that they're not going to overextend you either. So they're also watching you to see if you're, if you're borrowing money from other people to for this
0: transaction. Mm I hope, I hope the listeners out here, you know, I, I got your notepads. And just, just listening to these gems and just, um, the information that, um, that Jimmy is, um, is sharing. Um, you know, we, we we're in February right now. Um, Mm -hmm. interest rates are low. I know, um, there's a lot of people out here, you know, that, that's probably one of your goals this year is to, to purchase a house. So we really want you just to really tune in and, um, take notes. Um, and, um, just just take take the information because this information is definitely definitely valuable to to be able to take in for us to to begin that process like and if you if that's not your goal right now but at the end of it all we want you to become homeowners you know we want you to become homeowners And the
1: last thing I just want to touch on, you know, some of the overcoming is don't make any transfers that you don't want to tell anybody about. Sometimes we see somebody transfer 2000 here. Or I was just holding that for somebody and transfer back. A lot of activities in and out of your accounts, you know, get a separate bank account where you're going to save your money and put that down payment on. Uh, so that, that that's another thing. Avoid any unnecessary large transfers in and out of your bank accounts.
0: Yeah. Well, because it, it, it poses, you know, I'm just thinking of it too. Like, like all the information that you just gave, you know, as far as like pitfalls and flags, is like you wanna make sure that your account is in good terms. So like it's it's been flowing. You wanna make sure that you know you're working, that whatever you're getting paid, whatever you putting in, it's showing that that it's it's stable, right? That it's mm-hmm. stable then like if you happen to come across a large large amount of money and then it goes into your account one month. And then it goes back to what it normally was. It's like, hold on, what's going on here? You know, so correct. You wanna make correct. sure that it's it's flowing nicely and and just avoiding as much as um because the key is to you wanna make the process as smooth as pro- as possible to be able to purchase and these little these pitfalls, they may seem minor, but one pitfall could throw you off the process, you know. Absolutely, absolutely, and that's mind you,
1: junior. That's after you got your credit. That's you know this is the step that your credit is exactly where you want it to be, and now you are ready to see a loan officer sit down and
0: and cover these things with him. Gotcha. Oh, well, definitely. What um, what would you say are some like just some a few tips like on getting getting approved? Like I know you share like some pitfalls, but like as far as like just some some tips to to just help speed up you know the process
1: okay I'm going to give you the the proper process in, in two minutes so the first thing is know what your credit score is if you're serious about buying a house if you know what it is you're able to go to the next step the next step is have your income documents in order and the only thing that we're asking for is two years so Let's say you, are, you work for the school district of Palm Beach. We ask that you bring two years of W-2 to show the stability of the last two years. Or let's just say you worked last, in 2019, you worked for Broward County School Systems, and in 2020, you came over to Palm Beach. We still need two years from each of the jobs you worked in the past two years. Okay? It doesn't necessarily have to be the same job. We're just looking for two years. Um, and if you're self-employed, two years tax returns. Mm. Okay. Um, Once you have those two, as a a home buyer, you don't have to try to rack your brain on how much you qualify for. With that pieces of documentation and allowing your loan officer to pull your credit, that's our job to tell you how much you qualify for. But if you come to us with these two things taken care of, which is A, have some idea of what your credit score is, what's on your credit and your income paperwork, you now give yourself 80% chance of being um, able to go to the next step of actually being pre-approved and to actually get your dream home. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, you yes. um, And the last thing is know where your down payment is coming from. Mm. Um, and, and that's why we talked a lot about the funds because, again, in our community, there's a lot of money flying around. But, again, just because you have... You know a large sum of money at this point in time doesn't necessarily mean you're able to qualify for uh, for the home but this is the stage where the money is important so the money could be coming from your savings account it could be coming from gift funds from family and friends or it could be coming from a down payment assistance programs so it doesn't matter where it's coming from you just have to have a plan and have to be able to explain to your loan officer where that down payment money is coming from if you don't have it Gotcha. but it's better to have to have a good solid idea of where it's coming from than if it's not there gotcha gotcha yeah
0: you um you you hit you hit on um just that down payment assistant programs and you know just understanding the importance of like that down payment um because a lot of times you know when people are going out to purchase homes you know I've you know just you know just doing research and just hearing from You know from realtors and you know just hear even from yourself of how um how difficult it can be when it comes to um you know okay now we're we're getting ready for the down payment and where people you know i don't have enough i don't have the funds for a down payment and it go back to that fear i was saying right earlier right where some people shy away from wanting to purchase a home because like man i don't have enough um to be able to put Mm -hmm. down but then like not realizing man there's a lot of resources out here you have a lot of down payment assistance programs out here um that can help you with um with the down payment you know i you know just you know that fear man fear fear plays plays a a huge role in not um not being just not getting the education or just the understanding of um okay what's out there what resources are out there for me to be able to, um, to start, you know, the journey of, um, um of owning. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Um, definitely. And it just takes a little bit of patience and a, and a little bit of will. Um, and just, that's going to segue into the next, uh, tip. Spending matters. Yeah. Junior. You got to watch how you spend your money because buying a home is the biggest financial investment you're going to make, even if it's a hundred thousand, very few people buy a hundred thousand dollar car you know um so that's gonna be the most single biggest transaction a hundred thousand dollar home is depending on the area that you live on it's just a very modest home in palm beach county you can't even find anything for hundred thousand. Oh, so, <laughs> so if you don't know how to manage um you know ten thousand five thousand dollars how are you going to be able to manage uh dollars? exactly so, so you know so spending matters uh that's why you know credit card spending is definitely at an all-time high right now let's face it this is america everybody we live off debt uh student loan debt car payment debt all these things when you're looking to buy a house you want to drastically decrease that if you already bought a car that's fine but if if you're in a situation where you 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 want a house and you you want a car as well you have to sit down and just do some soul searching and figure out which is one more important um, because, you know, even though the income is there, because what ends up happening is, and that's we have to briefly talk about what's called the debt to income ratio. Mm-hmm. This is where the loan officer, we earn all our money. Okay. Because what we have to do is we have to take a look at all your debt that's on your credit report. Okay. And we're not even counting things like car insurance, childcare, just things that report on your credit. If you don't pay it and that you have a monthly payment every month quick examples student loans and a lot of people say hey they're deferred but that doesn't mean you don't have to pay them at some point yeah. uh car payments credit cards okay those are the four more most basic things that you'll see on your credit now if something's in collections we really don't look at that but if you have over a certain amount of money that you own collections we do take percentage because you just can't have like a
0: you know $15,000 collection account does that make sense No, definitely yeah I, I was just <laughs> I was just thinking about you know let's say I'm I'm going out I'm ready I'm ready to purchase a house and I saw that new um 2020 um Camaro or you know just <laughs> a, a car for 40,000 and now that that's gonna affect I purchased this car right that's going mm-hmm. to affect my debt to income. Oh, you know, mm-hmm. if um if I'm not if I'm not buying cash, you know. Correct, correct, correct. So,
1: so with that, we take your debt and we add that all up and then we take your income, how much money you're bringing in each month and we subtract that. Now what's left over, that's how much you qualify. So even though you may be bringing in 3 grand a month, uh, but because you have $1500 in Minimum payments based on your car payment and your other, you know, department store cards. You may now not qualify for the house that you want. Exactly. So that's why the debt to income ratio is very, very important and how you have to control your spending habits. Because once you do get a home, what we're also trying to avoid is we don't want to make you
0: house poor. Yeah, that's um, that's that's definitely we could just segue into that. Like, just the importance of um, of not 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 being house you know like house poor is, is serious out here like um, and there's a lot of things i would say that plays into that you know people want to you know there's that term want to keep up keeping up with the jones um like hey you know just the house i want but can you afford it <laughs> like, like you got to be you got to be real with yourself and um it's it's sad to say there's there's a lot of people out here you know that that fall in that in that category mm-hmm correct 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 because the ultimate goal is we want you to be comfortable
1: um so that's why spending matters if you control your spending coming into the home buying process when you do buy your home because the first thing people's gonna do you're gonna buy furniture um and housing definitely has some expenses that's going into it um you're definitely gonna need a home depot card we always say that as a joke because of you know Uh, women they love to decorate so you know you're gonna you're gonna want to make your home your own special place so you want to control your spending going into it because you're definitely going to put some money when you actually get into the home exactly
0: oh well yeah spend spending matters and um just to kind of to end on that you know um something that we didn't touch on is you know just the different types of properties you know that you that you could own you know you you get a single family house. You get a you know. There's an option between a condo or a townhouse. You know, there's various options out here. You know, um, right. that you got to make sure you know where spending matters and you stay within your budget because um, you know we don't want you to be out here house poor. Um, exactly, we don't want you to be house poor, man. Well, um, yeah, definitely, listeners. I hope y'all, you know, like I said, you know, just tuning in taking in this information um that that we're sharing here um because like we said like um it's home ownership is a necessity like it, it's not oh i'm thinking about it like i true like we we have to be homeowners like like we have to build like just we know just the importance throughout history of what home ownership have done um in this country um and that is definitely something that we we have to we have to own like ownership like it's it's either you be a owner or you're gonna be owned um, exactly you know? exactly and we're we're in a capitalistic country um, and th- that's 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 how we got to do to be able to to shorten that wealth gap or just to, mm-hmm. to continue to build our own wealth you know to continue running our lane to build our legacy for our family. And, it, and like I said, it's it's a pillar to wealth building, um, being homeowners. So, um, yeah, absolutely. So what we'll do now, um, thanks for all that information, for those nuggets. We're going to jump into this segment we call You Have the Floor. Uh, you Have the Floor is just a, a segment for, for my guest, you know, Jimmy, just to, you know, share, you know, just to share, you know, Anything that you want with to our listeners, um, that you would like to leave with our listeners. Um, that's on your Definitely. Mind. I.
1: I think what was going to transition out of here, all our listeners. So the pandemic has brought in a lot of independent business owners. It's it actually was something amazing to see. A lot of people lost their jobs and they started working for themselves, um, and they've made you know way more money than they made actually working for a company. But what's happening is when you become a business owner now, you now have to pay for your own taxes. So business owners, I want to congratulate you guys and applaud you for taking that leap of faith on yourself and now living your dream. But you also have to educate yourself on taxes. You can no longer just go to somewhere where somebody's just putting in numbers Uh, because if you write off too much income without understanding what you're doing you're now taking yourself out of position to owning a home because you didn't tell Uncle Sam you made enough mm-hmm. so uh, definitely I'll talk over to your ta- uh, your pro- your professionals, your tax professionals your loan officers and create a plan uh, because you know like they say more money more problems where you are getting a major major plus in one area if you're not educating in something else you can actually take, make, take a step back so I just want to tell your listeners is taxes, taxes, taxes honest with your tax preparers, let them know that you want to buy a home. And hey, sometimes you have to write a check if you know if you really want to take yourself to the next level. So you know I'm not here to give any tax advice, but you really want to um when you do your taxes, make sure that you're honest with your tax professional about owning a home.
0: Facts, facts. Hope y'all hope y'all took that in to all um entrepreneurs out there, Um, um also the aspiring entrepreneurs that's out there um you know like i said we're staying empowered um, we focus on just inspiring and elevating each other to 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 build a, a better future for ourselves um, for our children um it's definitely a place to um just to to be empowered um to know that we we have we have the skills um we have the knowledge uh, we have the will to be able to um to build a better future and ownership Is definitely part of that um, So let's continue to build Let's continue to grow uh, My brother Jimmy it's, it's uh, It was a pleasure having you on um, This episode And um, To all my listeners Stay tuned for our next episode um, Share this podcast As well uh, With all friends and listeners as well And um, as we close Jimmy do you can you share with us um, to our listeners where where they can reach you? You know, just you know, either your social media handles or you know now, how, we, how can they, how can go, they reach out to you?
1: Junior, thank you, thank you very, very much for this opportunity. But I could be reached at 1- six, six, 561 665 Uh you can email
0: me at loans at j All right. Hope hope y'all take that down, and um, for all the listeners, y'all know how we end it. Stay informed and stay empowered. We out.